I want to talk about today the promises of God. The promises of God. The poor old Christian woman was accustomed to making marginal notes in her in her Bible. And every time she would read her Bible, she would place a T and a P by the text. One day her preacher, her minister, her pastor forgot his Bible one Sunday and, and he used her her Bible to preach and after worship he asked her he said all throughout your Bible I see T and P by certain passages of scripture and he said to her what, what does T and P mean She said it means tried and proven. She said, for I tried that promise on such and such date and found it to be true. I might have at least one or two witnesses who can testify that you have tried the promises of God and you have found them to be true. Not just on one occasion. But I believe if you are honest, you've lost count on how many times you have tried his promise. And his promises have proven themselves to be, to be true. We really could go home right now. I tried him. And I know he'll stick closer than a brother. There could never be a friend <laughs> as dear to me than Jesus. That there are some things you cannot base your walk with God off of what you heard, but what you know. Her testimonies are very inspirational. I hear you talk about how God has blessed you, how God has made a way for you, but when I have been through something and God has proven himself faithful, not just in your life, but my own life, it gives more weight and depth to my experience. She said, I, I tried it. He has proven this promise to be true. 
can I talk to you? All of us in this room, I'm sure I will take a privilege to, to speak on your behalf. All of us in this room and those who are watching me via social media and on the telephone, I'm sure all of us have made a promise that we could not keep. And we have been promised. And the person who promised did not keep their word. And I think it behooves all of us to understand that when people make promises, perhaps in that moment, they really mean what they say. But all of us have that proclivity to um, backtrack. And some folk did outright lie. Had no intentions of keeping it when they said it. It was an emotional uh, moment of euphoria. And in that moment I meant what I said or I just lied to give you uh, uh, some stuff that you wanted to hear me say. But aren't you glad that the God who sits high and looks low is indeed a promise keeper? I won't be before you long because... Um, I really wasn't supposed to even preach today because it's my birthday celebration, but since I missed last week, I said I can't miss two weeks in a row. And so uh, I'm going to give you a few scattered thoughts and we'll soon uh, bid you good morning. Um, now, let me, let me suggest to you today that there is no way possible that I could go through all of the promises of God in holy writ. But I wanted to just glance at three. And these three stuck out to me personally. So, so forgive me because these are the three that meant the most to me. And the first one was this, I will never leave you. Yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 31 around verse 6 says, be strong and bold. Have no fear or dread of them because it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. I think that particular scripture does not warrant anyone to have to make you shout or make you rejoice because these are the words of God be strong and bold have no fear or dread of what they say how they look or what they do because it is the law your God who goes with you he will not fail you or forsake you In essence, what we suggest Moses is saying, because some suggest Moses is 
the author of the first five books of the Bible. I don't academically agree with that because in this same book of Deuteronomy, I'm about to mess up your vacation Bible school now. It is Moses who describes how he dies and what happens at his own funeral. So how can he have written Deuteronomy and then tell us how he died and how his funeral went? It, it, it is suggested that because he was a larger-than-life figure, that these first five books of the Bible were attributed to him because of his name was so big. But I argue no, 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 no man can tell you how he dies and then writes it in black and white. But I digress. Whoever said this gives us hope that no matter what you face or who you face, because guess what? In this context, this context means there will be some people in your life, in your way, who will try to verbally, physically sabotage you, harm you. But guess what? Don't worry about that because the Lord your God is with you. He says, don't, don't fear, don't dread, don't trip, don't have anxiety attack, don't get depressed because of what they say, what they do, how they look, just do you. And when you do you, I'll do me. And what I'm going to do is I will be with you every step of the way. They can say it, they can do it, they can try it, but guess what? I am with you. I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. All throughout scripture, we see that. We see it in the life of Israel. We see it in the lives of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. I think it was Martin King who said, if you, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And when you stand for what's right, but not just when you stand, when you stand, here it is, on the promise of God. How many of you have walked into rooms that you knew was against you? And in your flesh, there was some weakness. But, but, when you recall what God said, that, that there comes a strange boldness when God says what he says. But most of all, it, it, it's one thing for God to say. It's something else for you to believe what God says. Because what God says ain't going to matter in your life if you don't believe what God says. When you believe what God says, God gives you a unique boldness. Um, it, it, it reminds me, uh, as, 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 as Peter preached that sermon, 
in the face of people who we knew couldn't stand him. That there will be times in your life, my friend, that as, as, as great and grand and nice and kind and loving and considerate as you are, there will be people in your life who will do their level best to harm you on every level. But the promise is, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It will form. They will say it. They will try it. And sometimes it may look like it's gaining some weight, some speed, as if the wind is blowing behind its back. But when God shows up, all of their issues seem to fizzle out. Because Here's one more promise. If God be for us, <laughs> tell me who can be against us. This is what the writer says to Israel. Because you're going to face some obstacles in your life that will not be attractive. It'll be a daunting task. Um, I, I I like this because all of us have to deal with betrayal on some level. I was talking to one of my uh, one of my sons, one of my brothers, who's going through some things in ministry, and of course he was heard about what happened, and he was lamenting about it, and I let him lament, and I said to him, uh, "I hear you." And, and, and I really sympathize and empathize with you. But let me help you with something. As, your, as, as, as one of your mentors and big brothers, you cannot escape ministry minus scars. You, you, you can't escape ministry and life minus scars. You see, betrayal is only betrayal, and betrayal only hurts because it comes from someone who was quote unquote quote, close to you. Because you do know that when when Caesar uh, was being stabbed, uh, those senators who stabbed Caesar, uh, when he was being stabbed, uh, he said nothing. It wasn't until Brutus stabbed him till he said, even you, Brutus? E -e -e even the one who is close to me, e the one who I helped to raise and to pour into, the one I helped to feed, the one who's at my table, even you, anybody here ever had some even yous? But in spite of what they did, you discovered it was that that God used to grow you and to mature you and to draw you closer to him. And even when they hurt you, God blessed you. When they cut you, God healed you. When they hurt you, God blessed you. If God be for us. I will never leave you. 
Now, here is the unfortunate thing. When you are in it, you can't see it. Because you are hurting. You are disappointed. You are let down. And you are wondering, how did not I see that she was no good? How did I not see he was a fake and a fraud? How did I miss that he was so sophomoric in his thoughts? And God didn't want you to see it. Because it was that valley. When you met Jesus, it, it, it was in that moment of hurt and pain and enemies and betrayal where you knew and where you found God on a deeper and holier level. I will never leave you. I will never leave you. And all of us have some scars. Be it spouse, be it children, be it siblings, be it cousins, be it best friends, be it church member, be it co-worker, all of us got some scars. But folk are calling your name in negative connotations. And God allows you to hear about it and to witness it. But he also allows you to experience his presence, his deliverance. Daniel, you okay down there? Oh, king, live forever. God has dispatched angels. And they have shut the mouths of hungry lions. Anybody here ever had some hungry lions on your trail? And yet God had a way of shutting their mouths. I will never leave you. But, but, it, but, but secondly, if, if I had to talk about a prayer, I, I mean a, a promise, I would say this. Um, uh, he says, now, I, I, I will never leave you, but guess what he says? I hear your prayers. That's a promise. I, I hear your prayers. Um, I'm in John chapter 14 now. Around verses 13 and 14. I will do whatever you ask in my name. Here it is. This is, this is why this the white does it. So the father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask, if in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. Yes, here, here is what Jesus says. I, I hear your prayer. Now, here is where, uh, as one of my professors said at, 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 at Proctor, no matter what these two verses say, okay, you, must lose, you must leave two things. You must leave one room for the sovereignty of God. And you must leave room for God to say no. My God. 
Now, this is what, here is where, and with all due respect, here is where um, bad theology comes into play. Especially from, with all due respect, some word of faith teachers, uh, the naming and claiming folk, uh, the speaking to the atmosphere crowd, uh, because they, they they literally take this as if it is face value. But, but, but with all due respect, even when you read the Bible, do yourself a favor and study the Bible. And uh, you will discover that uh, you have to leave room for God to be God. See, you have to leave room for God to change your plan. Uh, I, I, I was at, uh, again, I went to my friend's uh, brother's uh, uh, burial and committal service on Monday in Louisiana, and a preacher said these words, Garland, he said, uh, we make plans, but God makes decisions. Mm. <laughs> you, you make plans, but God makes decisions. Because even when you ask in his name, there are some things God knows ain't best for you. Some stuff you ask for, God knows you can't handle this right now at this juncture of your life. Isn't it amazing that you tell your children, listen to me. I know what's best for you. Even when they ask something of you, you said no because you said, listen to me, being that dumb that I'm old now, I have experience. And you don't need this right now. You, you can't handle this. But why is it that grown people throw temper tantrums? When your heavenly father says no, not right now. You, you, you can't, you, you aren't mature enough to handle this right now. Because here is what you must understand. When Jesus says what he says in this text, what is unspoken is this. He will only answer what you ask when what you ask is lined up with his will for your life. See how quiet you are there? Because like most of us who are spoiled, we want what we want because we want it. And don't like to hear the word no. Because no offends us. But I, I'm sure one of you had a mama or a daddy who said no. And when you asked, it was because I said so. I, I don't have to explain to you why, why I said no. You, you are eating my food. Living in my house. I, I, I don't have to explain to you. I said no. And if you don't go sit down somewhere now, leave me alone. That's what God says to you. I don't have to explain to you why I said no. I'm done. I'm sorry. Go sit down somewhere. And trust I know what's best for you. I heard your prayers. And I reserve the right to say yes. Here is when you know you are mature in God. When you can shout behind the know of God. 
Because guess what? That that nose saved your life. That that nose saved your marriage. That that nose saved your child. That nose saved your job. That nose saved you some stress and a heart attack. Thank God for the sovereign know of God. And sometimes he'll answer. And then sometimes he'll say no. He'll answer. And most of you heard this Wednesday, but it goes right here. Then bears repeating for my sake. It's my story, but it'll help you. Pastor Thompson, my um, school baby, he's several, several light years ahead of me at Proctor. And uh, Dr. Dorothy White uh, was a guest lecturer in my worship leadership class uh, in seminary. And uh, Dr. Bob Stamps was our professor, but uh, Dr. Bob is an old white man, PhD. And the class is on black worship. And he's an old white man. And uh, Dr. Bob said that some stuff an old white man can't talk about. That's what he said. I ain't lying. That's what he said. And so he called in Dr. Dorothy White to be guest lecturer. And, and just randomly, Dr. Dorothy White said, as she concluded her lecture, she said, now some of you are in seminary and it ain't cheap going to Proctor. And, and you're going to run into sometimes you don't, you ain't going to have the money. And she said, just, just, just ask, just ask God to sell some cows. And uh, he'll make a way. Been there, done that. Just, just ask God to sell some cows. Uh, it'll be all right. And uh, my tuition, uh, for this one semester, this one eight weeks, or this this one six, what yeah, eight weeks, um, was forty two hundred dollars. Uh, uh, yeah, forty two hundred dollars. Uh, my first semester was six thousand, and uh, and and I. I, I said, I said, God, I need you to sell some cows. And that, that, that's all I said. I said, Dr. Dorothy White said, uh, when we in trouble with school, we ain't got the money. Uh, sell some cows. And uh, I had the money, thanks be to God. But I didn't want to pay it. And I asked God to sell some cows. And so I logged on my account to pay some money on my balance because it has to be at a certain level in order to register for the next semester. And so I, I went on to make sure I was going to be ready for the next school year, which is August or September of uh, this year. And I went on. And uh, my, my, my balance said 0.00. .00. I said, no, these people didn't trip because I, I, I ain't paid nothing 
this semester. I ain't, I, I literally ain't ain't paid nothing. I ain't I ain't I ain't, I ain't paid nothing. Uh, I had the money just sitting there, just waiting to pay it. Uh, and uh, I called uh, John White the second, who's a schoolmate, and he didn't know what was going on. And uh, I called Frank Harris in Detroit. I say, Frank, have you looked at the account? Your account? He said, I was gonna call you. He said, Reverend, I owe nine thousand dollars to these people. And he said, I only owe 95. I said, Frank, what? I said, Frank, what happened? He said, you know, HBCUs got some PPP money. And uh, I don't know, they pay everybody stuff. I say, I don't know and I don't care. All I know is they paid mine. God Heard my cry and sold some cows. Lean in right quick. I don't care who you are or what you go through. If what you pray is lined up for the will of God in your life, God will hear and answer your prayer. Anybody in here, I fast and say, I know God and sold some cows on my behalf throughout my lifetime. I'm done. He's a cow seller. <laughs> I'm done, but here's the last promise. I, I will fight for you. Exodus chapter 14 around verse 13. But Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm to the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see them never again. The Lord will fight for you. Can I tell you something? There are times when your mouth gets in the way. There are times when the physical, spiritual, and mental pain of being hurt by people or having enemies, known and unknown, will make you react outside of your character and the will of God. Because all of us in this room are people of color and most of you who are watching probably are people of color. And we have been taught if you really want to get a Negro up off you, handle him. Now I ain't gonna lie, that do work sometimes. It's temporary, but it sure feel good in the midst of it. Yeah. Uh, maybe y'all can't say that, but sometimes you put him in the corner and, and, and get in his face, yeah, you, you, you got one more time, Doc. Yeah, you got one more time. 
one more time. And it is, and sometimes people, they won't bother you like they used to bother you. Because sometimes you got to play crazy with some people. And this is about as unspiritual as I, as I can be. I ain't gonna lie. This is unspiritual. This is not, this is this ain't righteous. This ain't holy. And and probably as a pastor, I shouldn't say this. And I probably some of y'all gonna complain about what I'm about to say. But sometimes it's hard to be spiritual with Negroes who ain't spiritual. It really is. It really is, man. I'm trying to pray and smile, and you 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 talking that talk. And then your flesh gets the best of you, then you react. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. The moment is good in the moment. But it's temporal. It's temporary. It, it is a victory that will not be sustained. But when you learn, and the key word is learn, when you learn, to be quiet. Because again, you can't control what people say about you. And in the words of Dr. F. E. Thompson Sr., you can't chase every rabbit. You, you, you can't put out every fire, address every lie, address every rumor. You will, you will, you will literally drain yourself. Because we all know that lies and gossip spread like wildfire. And so here is, here is the key, and I'm done. This ain't no shout, this ain't no bump, this ain't no close, uh, this ain't no, no holler, this ain't no scream. Here is the key to your deliverance, and I'm done with the sermon. Shut your mouth. Amen. Let God be God. Amen. That's it, man. Mountains on both sides, Red Sea in front, Pharaoh behind, and God says to Moses, tell them people, stand still, let me fight, and the enemies that they see today, they will see them no more forever. That's the promise. Let me fight. Because what you see, or who you see rather, you ain't going to see him no more. Moses, the rod. He holds it up. God takes the wind. He parts the water. Some one million plus Jews literally walk all night. To get from here to the other side. On dry land. When the last one gets there. Moses. Takes the same rock. Oh. I forgot to tell y'all something. Uh, there was a pillar of fire. And cloud behind them to keep the devil and his folk from getting to him. But, see, John, you're trying to press me. See, you're trying to press me. And uh, when they got to the other side, uh, Moses, same rod, same water, 
uh, same pharaoh, same army, same horses, same steeds, same whips. Uh, when they got on the other side, that water came coming down. But didn't Reverend just tell you? God said the enemies that you see today, you will see them no more. And guess what God did? God allowed the bodies of Pharaoh and his horse and Darius to wash up, up on the sea bank so they could see, yeah, y'all gone. But now here is the, the, the disheartening part. Folk who God had just delivered sat down as if God hadn't kept his promise. I'm done. I promise you, I'm done. That, that's my last. I'm done. Uh, they act like God hadn't done nothing. He just made a promise. Then he kept the promise. And they sat down like he had done a thing. All I'm saying is, church, when God makes a promise and keeps a promise, don't you act like he ain't done nothing for you. They sat down, didn't say nothing, and one sister, Miriam, took her tambourine and said, y'all ain't going to sit here and act like God ain't blessed us. Since you can't sing your song, I'm going to sing my song. God has triumphed gloriously. He has killed the horse and the rider. Anybody in here out there? And say, I know God will fight for me if I just shut my mouth, if I hold my peace, He'll make my enemy my footstool, He'll make the enemy leave me alone. Can I get a witness here? Anybody here know God will take care of you? They gonna lie. Let them lie. They gonna cheat. Let them cheat. They gonna sabotage. Let them sabotage you. But no one thing when God shows up, he don't play fair. He got angels all around you. He got goodness and mercy running you down. Anybody here? Anybody out there can lift up your hands in the sanctuary, in your house, in your job, and say every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing me. Every time I turn around, he keeps on making a way. Anybody here know God will take care of you. Lay your hands on yourself and say, self, I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. How do I know? Because one Friday, it was good Friday. It was good Friday, but it was bad for him. They nailed his hands. They beat him like a dog. He died. Didn't he die? I know some of y'all are suffering right now. It's good Friday in your life. You've been betrayed 
and denied and lied on. But if you can hold on to Sunday morning, when Sunday comes, my troubles leave. When Sunday comes, my burdens get lighter. When Sunday comes, he rose from the dead. And he, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Anybody here can say, I'm going to hold on till Sunday comes. I'm going to hold on till my load get lighter. I'm going to hold on till my tears dry up. But since my tears are flowing right now, since my burdens are heavy right now, I'm not going to wait till the battle is over. I'm going to shout right now. I'm going to dance in the rain. I'm going to dance in the waiting room. Say 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 Yeah! Woo! Ain't God all right? Won't he do it? Won't he make a way? Say I am standing on the promises of God. Christ my King. That's all I got. All I have is His Word. I gotta believe He's gonna pay the bill. I got to believe he going to make it all right. I got to believe the sun going to shine again. I got to believe weeping may endure for a night, but sometime in the morning, joy going to show up. My friend, my sister, my brother, in your night, in the midst of your Good Friday, just hold on to something. I, I, I ain't no false prophet. I can't tell you when morning gonna come. I can't tell you when your Sunday gonna come. Just hold on. Because just when you least expect it, morning, morning comes. You're going to be all right. Because you got the promises of God. Not, not a promise of a mortal man who will look you in the eye and lie to you. But you have the promises of the one who said, let there be. That, that's, that's why I'm going to be all right because I got Jesus with me. God sees your tears. He, he, he sees your pain. He knows your suffering. 